Here are three sleeping giant altcoins. These are three projects that nobody is talking about, but you need to know about. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is your place for all things stocks and crypto. From beginner tips to expert picks, use this as fuel for your investing journey. Because when you're in the know, your money will grow. This episode of the Beam Pod is sponsored by KyberSwap. KyberSwap is a DEX and DEX aggregator, which is built to facilitate all your DeFi needs in one single platform. Fast, cheap, and safe. User experience is KyberSwap's sole focus to make everyone's life better in DeFi. Welcome to the Bean Pod. This is Shane, aka the Jolly Green Investor. And this is Josh, the Nifty Investor. Today, we're going to be revealing three sleeping giant altcoins. Literally, nobody is discussing these projects. They're mid caps, so they're not small caps, they're not large caps. So they definitely provide a lot of room for growth in the midterm to long-term future. Absolutely. And we're, we're going to discuss why. It's, it's interesting, you know, we usually talk about when we do these, you know, hidden gem, sleeping giant altcoin episodes, typically we're skewed towards small caps. That has kind of been our bread and butter. Um, but today we tried, decided to take a little bit of a different angle. We're looking at projects that are between like maybe 150 and 100, you know, yeah. so mid caps. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of like a bit of a golden zone in crypto. There's a lot of really cool projects in that area. If they're there, you know, they have, you know, a, a couple hundred mil market cap. So they, they're established. They're not, you know, scams or rug pulls or anything. They, they probably have real partnerships, but they kind of get lost in that area because they're not in like the top 50. So like, you know, not everyone's talking about them, but they're also not small cap gems. So people are, you know, I'm not going to get hundred X, mm. but if you look at these three projects, their tech, their partnerships and the potential catalyst moving forward, maybe they will be in that top 50 one day, right? Could so see some real world adoption with these ones. Mm. Um, again, we do love our small caps because <laughs> they do offer that 1,000x potential. These mid-cap ones, I believe, can really offer a good, some good gains, not financial advice. But we're going to dive into this here, and let's get started. Before we do, though, can you guys please smash the like button? Because yep. it really helps these episodes get out to others. Yep. We put a lot of hard work into these episodes. Which one do you want to talk about first? Let's go right into one. Um, I mean, you're the Jolly Green investor. I am? Yeah, you're the Jolly Green. So let's go into something that is good for the environment. Let's start uh, off on a really good, healthy note here. Yep, yep. Energy web token. Yeah. It's it's kind of a name that, you know, it hasn't hit the big time yet. I've started to hear a little murmurs here and there. I see a couple of people on Twitter talking about it. We have had some people in our Discord ask us about it. Mm. So shout out to those people because we decided to talk about it and do a bit of a deep dive today. So energy web token is number 162 at time of recording with a $400 million fully diluted market cap. 30% of their tokens are currently in circulation. Um, what is this project all about? Basically, it's an open source web three technology platform that helps companies navigate the whole like energy transition. So there's such a, there's such a narrative and this push for climate change um, and there's a lot. So it's funny, like these world leaders have these meetings, the G20 summits and all these things, right? The Paris climate agreement, all this stuff. And then you have Biden and you have Trudeau in Canada saying, oh, we're going to make all these changes and these companies have to do this. But then it seems like there's just no follow up. You know, it's just like they say, it, and then how do you prove that a company is really offsetting their carbon emissions and selling the carbon credits to so-and-so and like, there's just all this chatter, but there's no follow-up. Right. 
And I believe that this project will be utilized by big organizations and big companies because they've already done some proof of concepts with them to really prove that they are doing what they say they're supposed to be doing. It's one of the really um, kind of new wave uses of blockchain that pertain specifically to the green energy movement. As you said, there's a lot of fraud in the green energy movement. People taking grants, saying they're doing things and not really doing it. That's where I think the transparent nature of blockchain technology can really come in and change the way everything is done. So what Energy Web Token is, it's a global nonprofit that's on the mission to decarbonize the world. So it's a green energy play. And as you said, they're already partnered with big companies that are rolling out this technology in various different pilot programs. So one that caught my eye, and it is a bit of um, a technical, complicated project. So I think the best way for us to explain what they do is, is talk about the partnerships. Because by talking about real world examples of what they're doing, I think it can kind of drive home what they do. For sure. So the one I, I want to talk about first is the partnership with Volkswagen. Um, everyone knows Volkswagen, you know, one of the biggest car manufacturers in the world. So they're partnered with Energy Web Token for their electric vehicles and their electric vehicle charging in particular. So they've Energy Web has helped them build a green charging app, which helps EV users track their charging. It, it allows them to set their preferences for the electricity generation type that they want to use to charge their cars, dictate the schedule, in turn, real-time matching of consumption with locally sourced clean energy. So it puts a lot of these, the things that people always talk about, like you said, charge your car, uh, make sure it's green, make sure it's from the right source, prove to yourself they're doing it, prove to us that you're doing it. And through this blockchain app, they can finally do it. Mm. And they do have, an, to that point, they have a partnership with Vodafone and MasterCard to be able to, so you can pay by phone at these at these EV charging stations integrated through Volkswagen. Mm, right? I like it. Um, they also have a proof of concept they've done with Shell, which is really interesting because Shell is such a, a massive conglomerate. It's a uh, really big in the oil and gas industry, but they are trying to make the transition too. And they also have a number of customers and clients underneath, underneath them as well. Right. Um, so it's just 24-7 insight information on the renewable electricity consumption. So the whole time is being proved. And then you get these automated certificates that prove that, yes, you're hitting your green target emissions. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, another technology they're making use of in this same kind of energy web chain is NFTs. Mm. So you might think when I first mentioned what they're doing with Volkswagen is, well, the whole point of crypto is decentralized, you know, anonymous. But if you're creating your profile and showing what you're doing with charging, you're being, you know, you're being identified. But they're making use of NFT technology so you can create a decentralized identifier. So a decentralized kind of anonymous profile of yourself that while you're tracking all of your EV charging and make sure you're doing it from the right sources and prioritizing your schedule, your profile is basically minted as an NFT, but it's a decentralized version. You know, it's as an NFT, you know, it's not necessarily linked to your name, but it's linked to your blockchain profile. So you can still keep your decentralized identity while gaining access to all the benefits of all these green energy things, tracking your charging, tracking all that kind of stuff, and being rewarded for doing the right thing, which is continuing to help the world move to a green energy future. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, all, cool. it's all about accountability. I think the world is really heading in that direction. And I think that this token could see just a lot of tailwinds from any sort of announcements from Biden, from you know the, the geopolitical leaders, for anything when it comes to the climate, especially as more natural disasters occur, et cetera. And it's just 
all about accountability and transparency. And I think this token is definitely by by far the leader in the space. One really cool part about their partnership with Volkswagen that I found was, so say you own an electric vehicle, you own an, a Volkswagen, an EV Volkswagen, um, and you have a choice of where to charge your vehicle. You can prioritize what type of energy you personally think is the cleanest. So if a particular EV charging station is powered from wind power and you like wind power, then you can go in the app and say, I want to see the charging stations that are wind powered. Mm. Or if you want solar or if you want hydro or whatever it is, it shows you with your, your desired radius, five kilometers, 10 kilometers, which ones are from your personally preferred energy source. Wow. That's pretty cool. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Because you have like, I think Tesla like still generate, like they're producing um ev batteries and you know all these clean clean cars clean electric vehicles nickel lithium (laughs) yeah tune into that episode yeah but you know they're still generating a lot of power and using a lot of electricity from coal right so you'll be able to track all these things and ensure that everything is actually as green as it's they say they are yeah and you know we always talk about looking for crypto companies and sectors that are in benefit of tailwinds from the sector and we see governments from all around the world putting billions, if not trillions, towards the green energy movement. So what do you think is going to happen to the energy web token if a government comes out and says, we're partnering with EWT to um, help decarbonize all of our EV charging stations around the world, mm. around their country? Then yeah. it's like huge tailwinds. We know governments are spending billions. This is one of the biggest green energy tokens in the crypto industry. That's why we like it. Yeah, absolutely. So let's move on to the next one. Um maybe we'll save we'll save one of them for the end actually there's one that i want to discuss i think it's going to onboard the most amount of users yeah yeah that's an interesting one let's save that one to the end yeah so let's go into so this is number 161 i think it's actually right next to yeah ewt right next to it number 161 with a 250 million dollar fully diluted market cap with 50 percent of their tokens in circulation this is render render rndr we've talked about this one on the show probably more than the other two yeah. Um, I keep including it as like my metaverse pick um, because what render does is they're GPU rendering on the blockchain. So they're helping like traditional companies build cloud, VR, AR, and metaverse tech and software to move into Web3. So basically what it what it's doing is it's connecting. So there's, <laughs> there's, a, there's like $60 billion globally in art sales every year. There's a lot of artists now who are generating, you know, like Beeple, for example, who does these really cool augmented, you know, virtual reality type of artwork. And what this does is it connects artists and studios to, because they're going to need this GP, GPU mining power, but they don't necessarily own the equipment. So let's say you're an artist or a studio, you're not going to have the necessary power, computing power to render and create the artistry that you're looking to do. So what you could do is you can rent, you can almost like rent out these uh, machines, but that's the, what the u- utility is for the render token holders. So they're renting out the mining capabilities from people who have the actual render machines. Right. So it's, it's like a marketplace kind of connecting people that want to get the services done that can't do it on their own. And the beautiful thing is the tokens are held in escrow, meaning that, so let's say you buy something off the internet, right? You want to buy a pair of shoes. How do you prevent yourself from getting scammed? So let's say, do I send you the money first or do you send me the shoes first? What ends up happening is the money goes into escrow, the render, 
And it's only once the project is completed that the money is then sent to the mm. user. Yeah, it's how like Upwork or Fiverr or any of the other marketplaces on the internet work, yeah. uh, which we I've used a lot in the past. So yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that strategy. Uh, the potential use cases for render are, there's a lot, you know, as you said, gaming, movies, augmented mix, virtual reality, anything in the media industry. Um, and that's why when, when one of the things we love about Render is their advisory team and who's behind the project. So you mentioned Beeple. He's an advisor. You know who else is an advisor? J.J. Abrams, the director and producer of the, the latest Star Wars trilogy. So you can see they've got an, uh, an, a, like a, a bridge into the NFT and visual art sector with Beeple. Mm -hmm. They've got a bridge into the movie sector with J.J. Abrams. And you know who else they have? The founder of the Brave browser. Yeah, the guy Brandon who also Knight, yeah. JavaScript, right? Mm. So they've got to a, a work into, into the Web3 world. So I really like to see those people. Um, but one of the recent things that they've done, it's the reason we've kind of chosen to uh, put Render on this episode, is their potential partnership with one of the biggest companies in the world, right? Um, one more person I want to highlight on the advisory yep. board is Jennifer Scott. She's a member on the, on the World Economic Forum. Oh, yeah. I know there's a lot of funny business that goes on behind the scenes and right. the World Economic Forum is mm. kind of tied up in all that stuff um, and it, when it came to FTX, Ethereum, et cetera. So the fact that you have a member from there on here, I think mm. it's important to yeah, take, yeah. take note of. That could be a pretty important person, right? Yes. But uh, it did sound like there was something with Apple. Am I, yeah. am I correct on that? Apple. And so that's pretty big. So what happened was Apple was previewing a demo of their new iPad and you know all these... Twitter's detectives and sleuths, Holy right? They, fuck. they Man, how do these, these people do it? That's <laughs> crazy. They looked through all the images on the iPad demo and they saw in the corner of the screenshot of one of the apps, which is preloaded on all Apple devices. It's called Octane X Render, the Render logo. So then they discovered that Render is now, you know, is probably officially partnered with Apple providing their metaverse technology for 3D animation for Apple products moving forward. Now, I don't think Apple has come out and, and officially acknowledged this, although it's, it's, it's clear that they're using it in this Octane X app, which is preloaded on iPads. But they're obviously in with Apple. So the moment if slash when Render and Apple are, t are officially working together, Render could see massive rip from that. Yeah, I mean, this is an app that was featured officially on the iPad Pro website. Yep. And Apple is already kind of funny when it comes to crypto stuff. So the fact that you have, but Apple's also like really into the artistry. Like, you know, all the artists use uh, MacBooks and whatnot to do their, to do their rendering. Right. So the fact that they're working with Octane so that they can start computing and, and creating the, this artistry and it's tied to Apple. I think that's huge. And that's going to be massive for adoption. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One more thing I want to mention about um, this token, because Alameda was holding a large portion of render. Right. So I think it's really important that we highlight it now because they held such a large portion of render on November 5th, the price dropped. They sold off all their render price went from a dollar Oh six to 39 cents. Wow. So, so cheap. <clears throat> it had a peak of $7 and 50 cents. So if Alameda wasn't tied up in all this shit at some point, like I just find it really interesting. The fact that it's, this is sold off. Yeah, for sure. So to me, I think it's an excellent time to be gobbling up a project when the metaverse is going to be, it's a, you know, a $5 trillion industry by 2030 and you have all these art sales and the fact that they have these advisors. 
I think this is a really important project to keep on your watch list because the metaverse will be big. The metaverse will be back for sure. Yeah. It's, and uh, I've made a couple of TikToks about render in the past. And one of the analogies I used and I will continue to use is like in the gold rush, who made the most money? It was the people selling the, the pickaxes to mm. find the gold. Now in the metaverse rush, it, it will be difficult to pick the metaverse that will come out of it. I mean, you know, we like the other verse, but there's so many to choose from, which is why I think as a narrative for the metaverse, render is helping people build metaverses. So the, so render you could think of as the pickaxes in the gold rush. So as opposed to trying to put all your eggs in one metaverse basket, render could be an interesting play. Yeah, unlimited computational power for artists all around the world, and you don't necessarily need the equipment to do it. You can just rent it out um, via these rendered GPUs. I love it. That's perfect. All right, what's this What's this mysterious number three token that you think would onboard <laughs> the most amount of users? So this one is sitting at number 101, uh, $587 million fully diluted market cap with 50% of the tokens in circulation. This one is Celo. Mm, C-E-L-O. So this is, this is everything that I believe crypto should be. Because I was trying to send some money to Australia uh, the other day. And I had to do it through, it was an app like Swift. Or, I can't remember what the fuck it was called. Wise. Wise. Yeah. That's what it was. Wise. And my old phone number wasn't attached to it or something. So I had to like send some email. I didn't get anything. I didn't hear anything back for 48 hours. They send you some email back. And then there's like all these fees attached to it. Anyways, it's been like a week and I still haven't been able to send the money. Classic. <laughs> send yeah. the money yet. Yeah, it's ridiculous. So it's a fucking joke. With this, it's like, this is what I, I, I imagine it to be. You have a cell phone. You send a text message to somebody. They click it. They click the button. And then they have the money. Yeah. It's, it's the most basic <laughs> form of what crypto should and could and probably will be. It's just a means to send money around the world using a mobile phone. And it's as simple as that. It's one of the most basic applications of crypto. However, no one's really done it well to the fact that we've seen global mass adoption. But I think you're right. Cello could be the one to do it. So they do, they've already done hundred million transactions. They have a five second block time. They're carbon negative. And that's the, so when you send, when you send money globally, right? When I'm doing it through wise, it's going to cost like 30 bucks or 40 bucks to send whatever you can do this with a point zero zero one. Uh, gas fee it's nothing so it costs no money to send anything yeah it's great there's six billion smartphone users across the globe right so the adoption is there and it's easy because you're sending money through a text message you don't need to do all, all this other complicated stuff that we talked about in one of our other episodes where you need metamask and all this other shit and you got to have a seed phrase and it's just too complicated yeah for sure i mean i can see a lot of specific use for cello for emerging and developing nations that are you know unbanked um, that have their, their home currency isn't riddled with inflation. It's, it's just, you know, all kinds of issues. But with sending money to these, to and from these developing nations, and I think that's one of the big reasons that Jack Dorsey, the founder of Twitter and founder of Square, is an early investor in Celo because he is now all about helping emerging and developing nations come up. And I think he sees the potential for Celo to really be the financial facilitator for transactions in these nations, which have billions of people in them. And that's what they're doing. They're really targeting the unbanked. And <clears throat> I believe there's uh, like 1.8 billion people who are unbanked um, on this planet. And, you know, if you're in a developing nation and you want to send some money to somebody or, or 
not use the U.S. dollar or because the U.S. or China can step in and say, oh, we want to buy this port so that we have easy access to this country, but you owe us. And then the the economy ends up going into into the shits. You can start using your own currency and sending that throughout your little ecosystem where you live. Um, so here's what I found really interesting. Here's the best part. This, this, this is, this is one of the best parts. All right. It's this app that, so Cello is a layer one, right? They offer cross chain interoperability, but it was this one DeFi application that's called Valora. Are you familiar with this? No. So Valora is the mobile version of Cello wallet. It is available on iOS and Android. You know, when it comes to Apple and crypto and all these things, really difficult, right? Mm. So the fact that they already have an app that exists mm. on iOS that you can get. I like I it. Interesting. So you can receive money as a text, right? So people from all around the world can now convert any form of fiat into their native stable coin. So they have the Celo USD. So it's CUSD. Right. Then they can convert it into any other currency. And then they can send this money from one continent to another because they already have... Uh, they have the USD on their platform already. They have the they have the Euro and the Brazilian C Real. So they have right. Brazil's in, in on board on this. The Euro, sorry, the EU is in on this yeah. and the USD. So cool. Um, I can see this being a project that really benefits from stablecoin regulation because that's kind of what they're facilitating at the moment. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. When it comes to uh, moving money around the world, stablecoins is probably what you're going to want to use, so it doesn't fluctuate with market, you know, volatility. One of the things that I uh, saw with Cello that I like that is again what we always look for in projects is some of their partnerships and how their technology has been adopted. So Kickstarter, I'm not mm. sure. Yeah, a lot of people are familiar with Kickstarter. It's the world's number one crowdfunding platform. You know, if you want to raise money for someone where something bad happened, or if you want to raise money to launch a new business, you can post a gig on a project on Kickstarter and people can send you money, fund your project in terms in, in return for a reward or an equity in your company, or if it's a charity thing, just to be a good person. They chose Cello as their block blockchain and crypto of choice to allow people to easily crowdfund projects using crypto. That spoke volumes to me because Kickstarter is a multi-billion, it's a massive company. They've been around since 2009. Yeah, huge. Very established. Everyone knows the name and they didn't choose XRP, they didn't choose XLM, they didn't choose Bitcoin Ethereum, they chose Celo. So I really like that. That's Mm. awesome. And another one is uh, Dutch Telecom. Yeah. One of the largest telecommunications companies in the world. They invested in Celo to help build basically their vision of blockchain public telecom solutions. Right. Um, obviously, eventually probably going to integrate payments into that. Again, this is a massive company. Huge. And they've picked Cello. So that's why we think this is kind of a sleeping giant because they're working with some of the biggest companies in the world, a very simple mission with massive world adoption possible. And yet you don't hear about this really in the news ever. You don't. Another thing I wanted to highlight. So it's, okay, so that's interesting, right? We have Kickstarter where it's they've done billions upon billions of dollars in crowdfunding. They're with the Shoot Telecom, which is has 248 million customers across 50 countries. So you have fundraising, you have a massive telecommunications company, and that's what this project is, right? It's sending money to other people, easy, in uh, developing nations, third world, emerging markets. Mm. They have this other DAP that I wanted to discuss. It's called Impact Market. So with Impact Market... You know, it's different from like a charity. So for example, you can put the money in, it goes directly to the person you want it to go to. 
Whereas with charities, you know, like 98% goes to the, the guy, the CEO who runs the com- the charity. Right. Driving around some rich, like yeah, beautiful yeah. car. Classic. And then 1% actually makes it to the foundation or where it should go. You can send it directly to the person you want to go to, which yeah. I really like. Something we mentioned earlier in this episode was the World Economic Forum. Mm. You know, and I, all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that we're not aware of. They published a paper in 2021 referencing the best cross-border payment systems. They only had a few projects listed. XRP, XLM, Algorand, ADA, and Celo. Mm. So it's up there with some big names. Those are all like top 20, top 30 That's projects. It, right? Yeah, so, yeah, interesting. Um, to me, it just takes all the boxes. And I think that there's a need. And I love their mission, kind of like the Energy Web Token. This, yeah. is, this is like a nonprofit organization as well. And it just seems like it's just trying to help the people who really need it the most. Yeah, 100%. I also like that, you know, the fact that Jack Dorsey is behind it. We know that Jack Dorsey, now that he's basically out from Twitter, he is also the founder of Square, mm. one of the biggest payment processing companies in the world. And he's an early investor in Cello. So if you want to, you know, draw some parallels there, you know, reading between the lines again, connecting some dots, if he's the CEO of Square, one of the biggest payment processors in the world, and he's also heavily involved in Cello, or at least an early investor, maybe there's potential for Cello to work with Square in some regard. And it's these types of things that, you know, in a bear market, when a good piece of news comes out, it really doesn't affect price. Kind of just like, eh, no one cares. Mm -hmm. But you need to take note of these things during bear markets because once the market starts turning around and these press releases start coming out, you know, Cello partners with Square for for uh, payment processing around the world, that's when you start to see the price go up. So that's why we do these research projects now. We look into these projects now in the bear market when no one's looking, because that's when you start to find these hidden gems, sleeping giant altcoins. And this this is a project that's absolutely just bottomed out. Like, I'd be really happy to start dollar cost averaging to it. And after doing the research for this episode, I was like, you know what? Yep. i grab a little bit of this. For sure. So our three sleeping uh, giant altcoins for today were Energy Web Token, Render, and Cello. If you have any other altcoins that you think are sleeping giants, put them in the comments Whichever ones get the most likes, we'll probably check them out in one of our next altcoin specials. And then make sure you tune into the next episode. That one's going to be a banger. All views expressed by speakers on the Beanpod are solely their opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed on the Beanpod as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a specific strategy, but only as an expression of their opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only.